Penn State Conversations is a podcast produced by the Donald P. Bellisario College of Communications. Episode topics range from the people, programs, and events that shape the Bellisario College to discussing key aspects of life in the professional world for young and upcoming communications alumni. Please enjoy this episode of Penn State Conversations. Hey there, I'm Jonathan McVeary, communication strategist at the Donald P. Belisario College of Communications. As a Penn State student, Brad Wren had his sights set on a career in sports broadcasting, but by the time he graduated in 1997, that all changed. He joined the Army as a public affairs specialist and reported news for bases in Hawaii and Washington, D.C. In 2004, he continued writing and editing for the Army while stationed in Afghanistan. The experience set the stage for an award-winning career in public communication. Brad says staying open to new opportunities led him to topics he never dreamed of covering, from the military on the other side of the world, to school board meetings in his hometown of Lebanon, Pennsylvania, to craft beer. Today, he is the Deputy State Public Affairs Officer for the Pennsylvania National Guard. I was always a good writer, and I always did good in English classes growing up in school. Always got good grades in English, and writing just always came naturally to me for some reason. When I started at Penn State, my goal was intending to major in broadcast journalism with hopes to become a sports broadcaster. And uh, in the College of Communications, you had to take print journalism before you could take broadcast journalism. So in, in that process, I realized I was better suited for print journalism than I was for broadcast journalism. So I made that transition and it turned out pretty well. And you had uh, mentioned in an email about you had, since college have had experience talking on the radio? Yes, when I was at my previous job at the Reading Eagle, um, I was the, the beer columnist for the newspaper. And the newspaper also owned a radio station, which was directly across the street. And so I would write a weekly beer column. And one of the uh, morning radio DJs asked me if I felt like starting a weekly radio show about beer. So I'd go in the radio for about an hour. We'd discuss my column for that week and uh, you know anything else that was interesting in the, the beer industry at that point. Um, can you maybe just give an example of something you would talk about? Maybe like you, would you specifically go to a brewery, check it out, and come back with details? Like how, how did some of those shows work? Sure. Like, like I said, we would typically start out talking about my column for the week. And my column, my columns varied. I would, I would do features on breweries. I would, you know, I'd go out to the breweries in the area and just do a feature on the owners and how they got into the industry. I would do features on uh, different styles of beer. So like Pilsner's, Stouts, IPAs, things like that. And then, you know, just, I would do general stories on trends in the industry, things that came up, interesting beers that breweries released. That's awesome. Do you have a favorite Pennsylvania beer? Favorite Pennsylvania beer? Uh, Possibly Nugget Nectar from Trogues. Oh, great pick. Yeah, Trogues, pretty much everything Trogues does is pretty good. Yeah, I, that's one of the things I w- we would talk about a lot. We would, you know, a lot of people would ask about, you know, your favorite brewery and or who you think has the best brewery. And living so close to Trogues, you kind of get spoiled just because they're, they're so big and they have so many good beers and everything they do is good pretty much. And so it's hard to say something other than that, but at the same time, you don't want to sound like a homer, like the one that's right. 30 minutes from your house is the best. Mm, and that, that location is, is, is awesome. Well, great. Um, kind of going back to your current role and how that came to be, um, you had some um, military writing 
experience even before writing for some of those newspapers. Uh, but even before that, do you have military in your background, military uh, history in your family? Yes. After, after college, um, it wasn't, I didn't have any luck finding a, a job. And one of my friends who's in the National Guard informed me that, you know, every branch of the military has journalists, basically. So I checked with a recruiter and ended up enlisting in the Army to become a journalist for the Army. Spent seven years, um, was the editor of two base newspapers, one right outside D.C. and one in Hawaii, deployed to Afghanistan. And uh, journalism wise, it was, it was a very, very good experience. Like it's, you, you wouldn't think that the Army would be a great experience for journalists, but I actually had a very good experience. That's fantastic. What kind of things made it a great experience? My main job was working at the base newspapers where I was stationed and didn't know it at the time, but the base, they were actually legit newspapers. It's not like we were some little office that happened to put out a newsletter or something like that. We had mm -hmm. contracts with actual newspaper publishers and printers where they would basically sell the ads, put the ads on the page, and then give us the page. We wrote stories, we took photos, we edited, we we laid them out on the pages then. And then the newspaper would, the, our publisher would print them. In addition to covering things on the base, we could do a lot of like sightseeing type stories to kind of introduce the service members to things that, you know, the opportunities they have in that area. Mm -hmm. So that was fun, you know, sightseeing in DC and Hawaii, there's a lot to do. So like I said, I was covering a, a wide variety of uh, stories. Um, I got to be the editor of two base newspapers. The one in DC is the biggest newspaper in the Department of Defense. Oh, nice. so, so that was my first assignment right out of, out of college. And within, you know, less than two years, I was the editor of the paper. So it was, it was pretty interesting. And then while I was out in Hawaii, I deployed to Afghanistan for eight months and just kind of was a journalist. We had a, a, our, our unit was pretty spread out over about a quarter of the country. So I got to travel out to the different units and go out on missions with uh, the different units in our command. What was it like, uh, you know, interviewing the folks out there who are you know, in the field and different parts of the country? When I was there, it wasn't as active as you know other times uh, during that war. Uh, you know, there was there was some action here and there, but it wasn't like continuous the whole time I was there. And so, but you always had to take precautions whenever you left the base. You had mm -hmm. to, you know, you traveled in a convoy. You had to wear your body armor. You had to have your weapon. So it was, you know, it's combat missions and, you know, uh, typically we'd go out on these missions and I'd just kind of stay out of their way and take photos and things like that and then interview them afterwards, you know, so I'm not bothering them during the actual mission. But there were, I mean, there were, for the most part, there were younger people, you know, like myself who joined the army and ended up in Afghanistan and was very fortunate to uh, not see a whole lot of action while I was there. and. Um, met some great people and did some very interesting things that, you know, I look back on it now and it's, it was, you know, that eight months in Afghanistan was a, a pretty pivotal time in my life. I'd say. I believe it. It's, it's amazing. And are you a, uh, you know, notepad guy or a recorder or reporter? I'm mostly a recorder. Um, I, I can take notes if need be, but I prefer to use, uh, I think I've upgraded to a digital voice recorder. And if that's not available, I just use my phone. But I had several tape recorders that I, I beat to death and had to replace. 
Um, I think I have, I think I still have the one I took with me to Afghanistan. Kind of like my antique memento. Sure. That's great. Um, so then you uh, came back home and got a couple newspaper jobs, um, but now you're you're back with the PA National Guard. Can you talk a little bit about um, what you've been doing uh, with them? Sure. Um, well, the Pennsylvania National Guard is one of the oldest, one of the biggest, and one of the most deployed out of all the state's National Guards. Um, we're founded by Ben Franklin, actually, back in the 1700s. Our, some uh-huh. of our units trace their lineage back to uh, some units he started in Philadelphia. Today, we're, depending on recruiting and retention, we're either the second or the third largest of all the state's National Guards. Um, we have both an Army and an Air National Guard. Uh, they're, I think, over 80. We're, we have units in facilities in over 80 different locations across the state. So almost every county has a National Guard like an armory or readiness center or in Lebanon County's case, Fort Indian Town Gap. And the public affairs office, we handle anytime the media calls or wants to do a story on the National Guard, our our office will facilitate that or we'll answer their questions. Uh, If we have an event uh, taking place, we will, you know, we'll do a media advisory. We'll, we'll cover the event ourselves with photos and, Uh, you know, we'll do a story for our own website. Mm -hmm. Um, We'll invite the media on, on the post and we'll escort them to where they need to be. Um, And then we also manage the, all the websites and all the social media accounts. You know, I'm still taking photos, still writing stories, still editing stories. Only now, instead of for a newspaper, it goes on to the Pennsylvania National Guard website. That's awesome. And do you do you connect with some of the folks who are around the world? Are you doing stories on them as as well as the people here in Pennsylvania? As much as we can, um, you know, we'll when we we send people on deployments, uh, a lot of times their units will have public affairs representatives who will take photos and write stories and send them back to us so we can put them on the website. Primarily, we we focus on uh, things that happen in Pennsylvania. Um, just because, like I said, the units often have their own public affairs specialists that uh, cover the units when they deploy. And um, looking back at your your career since graduation, uh, is there any like memorable news story that you covered? Anything that you look back on that you find particularly uh, memorable? I think just my my deployment to Afghanistan is probably the most memorable. Um, just from Beginning to end, I was, you know, we flew into Kyrgyzstan and we didn't, we had, nobody knew where we were. And finally, couple, after a day or two there, they said, okay, we're going into Afghanistan. And then we're in Afghanistan. And then I had to figure out what base I was going to be at. And, um, you know, once I got up and running at my base, um, things went pretty smoothly. Um, got to go out on a lot of interesting missions, a couple scary missions, you know, one of those missions we were we were staying out overnight and we were attacked in the middle of the night. So that was a little bit scary. Uh, the base I lived at was prone to have enemy rocket attacks. So from time to time, a couple of rockets would come in and we have to run for a, a bunker. It's it's almost weird to say, but I had like a good time there. It wasn't it wasn't too stressful. Um, did a lot of interesting things. Um, it's one of those things that you can look back on and be proud of. So, 
Um, fortunately, you know, I wasn't hurt and no one I knew was, you know, hurt or killed. So went pretty well for me as far as a, a combat deployment is concerned. Um, but yeah, it was, it was very memorable. It's one of the things I think about, you know, when I, when I look back at my career, that's one of the things I think about the most. That's awesome. I bet. I, that quite an experience. And, um, in terms of your journalism experience and also as a, be a public affairs uh, deputy, what would you say that students should know and who might be entering those industries? The Belisario College has quite the journalism and uh, ad PR majors. Uh, and from both angles, if you had any uh, advice for students who would be entering it. I would say, I, I know a lot of, you know, a lot of people go to school or going to journalism with the intent of being in a certain field, like sports journalism or something like that. Mm-hmm. I would say be open to to different things. Um, you know, when I started at Penn state, yeah, my goal was to be a sports broadcaster that didn't work out. Um, ended up going into the army, um, doing the army thing for seven years. Then when I went to the Lebanon daily news, uh, we were ba- we were so small. You, you were covering everything. You were covering school boards, you were covering township meetings, breaking news, occasionally sports, crime, um, you know, just general assignment news. And then when I went to the Reading Eagle, I was I got hired as a business reporter and ended up being a beer columnist. So mm-hmm. <laughs> just a wide variety of things. Um, you know, I would say don't pigeonhole your, yourself into, into one particular topic if you don't have to. Uh, get out there and write about different topics, write about different things. And maybe eventually you'll find your niche and um, you'll be successful at them. That's great. Absolutely. And do you find uh, when you were covering some of the smaller things like a town meeting or, you know, things that you might not have expected, do you, do you find new appreciation for those things? Yeah, kind of. I, I, cover, I covered a school board for, I believe it was about eight years. I covered several townships for, you know, extended periods of time and county commissioner meetings, city council meetings. So you kind of, I'm, I can't sit here and tell you that every meeting I ever covered was exciting. There's quite a few snooze fests, but you know, now I I'm aware of how these different government entities function. Like Mm -hmm. I I know how school boards function. I know how town township councils function and things like that. So I hear people say things and I'm like, no, that's not how that works. You know, this is how it works. And you know, a lot of that's from my experience as a journalist. Sure, absolutely. And kind of going off that, uh, pulling from all of your positions, I feel like it doesn't matter if you're covering a small town or in Afghanistan covering, you know, the army. How important are relationships when it comes to writing and communicating? Oh, relationships are super important. It's, I mean, if, if you want to have a, a long career in journalism, you need to make relationships. If you If you go around uh, burning bridges and uh, being rude to people, uh, you're not going to have sources. Uh, so you need to be able to, you know, talk to people. Uh, you need to be, I, I know for, you know, in the army and currently in the Pennsylvania national guard, there's, you know, a rank structure and you can't be rude to people who outrank you. So you kind of have to learn to be polite, be courteous. Uh, but at the same time, you know, do your job, ask the questions you need to ask, uh, without, you know, burning bridges, because if, if, if you're a journalist and you don't have sources, <laughs> it's, it's difficult to, to do your job. 
if you if you're good and you have great sources and you have great relationships with them, they will come to you and give you tips. I've mm-hmm. I've had people email me and call me and with with news tips. And you know, if if I didn't have a good relationship with them, they probably wouldn't have done that. We hear a lot about fake news and misinformation and you know, you have experience in social media for a few years now. Yeah, how do you how do you see those topics? And do you have any idea of a remedy or things that people can do, specifically students or young graduates? I don't know. It's it's difficult because you know I think a lot of people, especially the people who you know use terms like fake news, they're not able or they they don't want to um, separate news from opinion. News is fact, <laughs> and a lot of times they they think people's opinion is news. Mm-hmm. And if someone disagrees with their opinion, then they're fake news. So it's, you know, you have, I've had conversations with people where they, you know, they say things about the media and I'm like, well, what about the media? I'm in the media. Oh, what about this or this or that? I was like, well, they're not, that's not news. That's not a fact. That's someone's opinion. Just because a reporter or a news organization reports a fact that you don't particularly like doesn't mean it's fake. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you just kind of, I guess you, I don't know that there's a solution to that. Uh, you just have to have conversations with people and, um, you know, let them know that, Hey, this is the fact I'm not, this isn't my opinion. This isn't anyone's opinion. This is a fact. We report facts. You know, I, I, I've joked, uh, you know, when's the next, the media meeting, you know, <laughs> I must, I must've missed last month when we were talking about this. Um, you know, the media is not a monolith when, mm-hmm. when I was, covering the Anvil Cleona school district in for the Lebanon daily news. I'm not the same media that's covering the white house. It's like a different world. Sure. I think that's a, that's a tough thing for students uh, learning about journalism because you can find a lot of bad journalism out there and you can find a lot of great journalism and it's really, uh, you know, it's really a mess for sure, especially online. And it's just, it's just tough because, you know, everything's, everything's so immediate like everything needs to be reported be reported right away and then you report something and then another piece of news comes out and turns out you were wrong Mm -hmm. or or you didn't have the whole story so it's you have to balance um timeliness with accuracy like you know is this accurate if i put this out now is it accurate thank you for listening to this episode of penn state conversations For more information about the Donald P. Belisario College of Communications, including the latest news and upcoming events, visit belisario.psu.edu or find us on social media at PSU Belisario on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.